Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Schmackamagob, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh yeah, vodka time! I'm the Anatole Alcoholic, Ian Wadley. You're drinking vodka on a Monday, dude, where you have to work the next day? Fucking vacuum, man. It's You're what I got in the fridge. On Monday, and you have to work the next day. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. That's metal. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I, I, just, I, I just snorted some uh, Epsom salts. <laughs> Little dabble, do you? Yeah, it's awesome. How you doing, brother? Oh my god, I'm doing amazing, Ian. Yeah, man, things can't be better, bro, except uh, I got a sprained ankle. But, you know, shit happens. That sucks. Yeah. Start some medicine salt. You'll be you'll feel better. Uh, I did, and it, and it worked. Yay, man, you knew. <laughs> I hear things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I snort Epsom salt. Exactly, that's why you know. <laughs> well, guess what we got this week? I don't know, man. Why do you want me to guess, dude? I ain't in the mood. Okay, uh, I'll give you a hint. iTunes review. Um, all right, I'll try to guess. Um, ah, oh, fuck, I give up. An iTunes review. Oh, Holy. an iTunes review, cool. Yeah, we haven't had one of these in almost two months. I thought that since the whole Apple change, I thought the, the comments were going to be, you know, not no more. That's why I thought we weren't getting any, but man, I, I didn't realize that everybody sucks out there except for this dude. So let's hear what he said. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, yeah, it, this Apple shit is not going to change except for assholes who use Apple computers, because those things suck. But for everybody else, yeah, it still works, so leave these uh, leave these awesome reviews. I'm, Which, telling you, I'm telling you right now, Ian, anybody that uses Apple out there is a Hagar fan. And anybody that leaves a comment saying, that's not true, I have an Apple and I'm a Hagar fan. No, you are a Hagar fan and you're ashamed to admit it. Am I right, Ian? <laughs> You are correct, sir. Uh, but also, uh, we are charting on Apple Podcasts. I just found out. Really? Yes. Yeah, I got a, I got an email about it, and uh, and somebody else tagged me in a post uh, that that we were charting. I believe it was BJ Cramp tagged me in a post that we're charting on uh, Apple Music Podcasts. Wow. Yeah. Look, Look at us. us. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, the rest of the world's catching on. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh, Time to become superstars. The good, yep. thing, the good thing about it is that my eagle can't inflate anymore, but oh boy, move over when Wadzilla, when Wadzilla's eagle. He's going to be uh, like, fuck your coattails. Dude, I'm already writing a ballad. We're going to melt this shit, man. We're going to get all the cash we can. Oh, man. I can't wait because I love ballads. Like glitter. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, this uh, review comes, uh, it's a new review, but from a very old listener, and uh, somebody very special to Ralph and myself. Andrew Gribble? Uh, and they, ah, I almost got it. Andrew Gribble. 
Oh, I like that guy. I know him. Yeah, and uh, remember when you first came in, uh, when we first met, when you came here to see Rush, he wrote us that that, that, that very touching message. Yeah, uh, I remember. And, and, and I still have that on my phone to this day. I never deleted it because it was a very, uh, you know, very, very personal yeah. uh, message. But, he, uh, he you know, through a lot. Yeah, very touching and said what the show meant to him. And, uh, man, there's a lot of times I, I, I've read that and it just it breaks my heart and blows my mind uh, every time. And uh, and I, I thank you for that. And, and that that was a very powerful message. But now he wrote us an iTunes and a five-star uh, review at that. Hell yeah. Titled, Love This Podcast. And Andrew says, and I quote, first found out about them through their Blue Oyster Cult reviews. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Hey, like hey, man, it's a five-star review. Hey, he talks about how he found us. And we're glad you did. Glad you're still around, Andrew. Thank you so much. And, uh, Hopefully we got some BOC reviews coming up soon. So many people have donated. Some people I know what uh, you want us to review. Uh, some I don't. So hopefully somebody picks a, a BOC album because that would be fucking great. Yeah. I always love about the cult. They got a new one coming out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I was really th- their last one. I was really kind of eh, you know. But shit, that was fucking two thousand one. I'd like they've had plenty of time. Uh, to come up with some material, so I would love to see him, you know, go out or you know, you know, may, might not be their last. Maybe it is, but you know, with a good strong album, you know, uh, love some BOC. So uh, just hint, hint to somebody out there, uh, pick a BOC album, especially Imaginos. That'd be a good one to talk about, yeah. or any BOC for that matter. Right but uh, thank you, Andrew, and everybody else. Yeah, don't believe the hype about iTunes. Keep leaving them reviews, because we be charting and shit, you know? My mind's playing tricks on me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. <laughs> you just mixed the Ghetto Boys with Public Enemy. I sure That's did. Awesome. I sure did. <laughs> Busted out those rhymes. All right. Well, before we get into the news, uh, I have to make an apology from uh, our last episode. I, somebody wrote me a message was very upset with me. And... Uh, that would be Mrs. Bushy. Oh, man. What would you say? Well, I incorrectly referred to her as Christina. Oh. And her name is Bushy's second ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Not, 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 yeah, that apology will fucking swing. <laughs> no, her name is Kristen, honey. I'm sorry. Was a little tipsy last time we recorded. Honest mistake. Hey, I was pretty fucking close. I was. It all starts with a C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bushy called you something that started with a C too. <laughs> uh, Bushy really pissed me off last week. Oh yeah, but you guys kissed and made up by the end of that. Well, and, uh, I, I fucked his mouth. I didn't kiss him. <laughs> I will say I had a good time uh, listening to your show and uh, even got to come on there while you went to the bathroom and talk. It's been oh, a long right, time yeah. since I was on uh, that other station. <coughs> and uh, Yeah, yeah, you, you were very upset, but it was still a very entertaining show, and it was for a good cause. So, you know, but uh, uh, note, note to Scott, don't do it again. <laughs> well, that shit's going to continue next week. But here's the good thing. Now it's like, you know, Dr. Fuck Show, Thursday nights, 8 p.m., People are going to pick a song from my 
playlist. And I already made the playlist. I threw in all my killer music in one playlist so people can pick from there. So there ain't gonna be no cure or no fucking whatever the fuck Bushy wanted. Kenny Loggins or some shit. <laughs> this is it! Yeah. Alright. Well, so anyway, Kristen, uh, sorry for my faux pas. So hey, everybody hey, knows. Hey, Kristen, I'm very sorry about your eyesight. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't get glasses or you're going to dump Bushy. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Take care of our Bushy because if you break his heart, I'll be mean and Ralph will fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no comment there, man. <laughs> no, nah, but, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just goofing on Bushy for what he said last time. He's a sexy motherfucker. Yeah, he is. And you, you guys make a cute couple and it was so awesome to hang out with you at the expo, which yeah. I, I'm still feeling... Uh, like a, a good hangover from the expo. Man, it was so fucking good. I still think about it a lot. Been listening to a lot of the other shows, uh, you know, do the recaps. I, I just listened to uh, Decibel Geeks today. And man, man, did they give us a lot of love. We get mentioned a lot in that. <laughs> I will listen to it. I did listen to Cobras and Fire. Yeah, well, they, they, they're they really stretching this shit out. I think they're going to get to us in uh, part three, which should be out any day now. But they did part one where they played their uh, interviews with uh, the musical guests. And part two was their interviews with other podcasters. And this next upcoming episode is going to be about all the other shit. So I'm sure we're going to come up into that. I've already heard uh, rumblings in the back from Loose Cannon about assholes and Ubers. <laughs> so okay. uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be some great stories there. But uh, yeah, a lot of great recap shows. And, and it was. It was such a good time. And listen to Decibel Geeks today and hearing the way Chris was talking about it. He's in a much happier place now that it's over. And the poor guy already, there's plans for part four. It was such a success. Part four is definitely happening. And anybody who's heard our recaps and saw the videos, start saving your money now. Man, if it's like fucking 20 bucks a week, you put aside. It's going to be worth it to be there next year. Because, ooh, it, it's only going to get bigger. Trust me. Trust me. And uh, it's going to get bigger and better. It has every year. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Last one was definitely the best. And, and also, like, as much as I enjoyed one and two, this one was, like, five times better. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun, man. I, I'm so looking forward to uh, number four. Yeah, and definitely, uh, I, I think we should keep up the tradition we started this year with... Uh, you know, letting the people who are good enough to travel, our listeners, we're going to make you part of, you know, the whole weekend. And everybody knows that. You hang out with us. You can do interviews with us. I mean, we're really going to give everybody that goes the VIP fucking experience. More so than any other show, man. Yep. Come. As you saw last year, I mean, well, this year, um, the people that did travel, now they are experts at belly dancing, thanks to me. <laughs> well, when I was listening to Decimal Geek today... Uh, Chris was talking about how he's sitting at the bar with Michael Sweet and, and Tony Harnell and, and he, that's blowing his mind but he says, he goes just as fucked up I am, he goes I couldn't wait to get out of there and, and go to 805 <laughs> the, the elusive 805 which was our hotel number yeah. but yeah, we put the word out that that's where the party was going to be and every Camaro made it up there, Senzak, his brother and you know everybody else who hung out Sean Cullen, and man, it's it's going to be even crazier next year. So, you know, if, if it came down to an issue like, oh, I wanted to go, but I didn't have the money, 
Start saving a little bit of time. Start a fund to come hang out with the bad guys. Also, a special thanks to Michael Sweet for bringing up hookers and blow. Yeah. <laughs> that was mighty Christian of him. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the news, shall we? The news. Uh, Glenn Hughes says Black Country Communion will uh, record a new album in January 2021. Are you a fan of Black Country Communion? Yes. I enjoy both of them equally. I can't tell you which album I like more. Uh <laughs> Well, you know, there's four. Three, three. There's three. <laughs> there's there's four and oh, a live album. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the fourth one. Though. Yeah, I I did hear some bad stuff about the fourth one. I believe Sinzak said he was disappointed in it. I've I've pretty much listened to the first two. Uh, I haven't got into Afterglow or, or the fourth one yet or the live album. Uh, but I dig it. I I just love uh, Glenn Hughes. But there's a new story on. Um, you know, if you click on this on Blabbermouth. It's a pretty interesting interview where he, you know, he discusses Deep Purple, uh, discusses specifically the Stormbringer album, which I absolutely love. Uh, Black Country Communion. He talks about California Breed, which is another one. I, that's a really good album. And he also talks about one of my favorite things he did is Hughes Thrall. Are you a big fan of that? Oh, album? I love that album. I went on vinyl. Oh man, I absolutely love it. And you know, they recorded a, a second album that's never been released. Ooh. And, yeah, the, back in, then? No, no, no. In uh, 99 and 2000. Pat Thrall uh, rules too, man. What a guitar player. Right. But he says it's not songs that would uh, that could come out today and people would go, this is great, but what is it? So I don't know. Maybe he thinks it's it was too much of the time. Uh, which to me it would be hard. I mean, because you know the first one was very much of its time. But to me, it's an early 80s, you know, it, it's kind of on the poppier side. But to me, it's a pop, hard rock masterpiece. I really, really love that album. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so hopefully one day the other one, you know, is, is released. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll like, you know, a song or two, if not the whole thing. Uh, let's see. What? A, oh, here's something I know you would love. Did you see... Uh, the video of violence performing at Psycho Las Vegas. No, I have not. Well, they have their full set up on there, and it's it's a damn good uh, uh, recording, too. And the thing I got to say that really made me feel good is how good Sean Killian looks. Yeah, you know, he... Well, well, not that, but just physically. I mean, because that guy looked like he was knocking on death's door. And he looks really healthy. I mean, he's put weight back on and, and moving around on the stage. I mean, it, it just blows my mind from, you know, those pictures they were showing when they were doing the GoFundMe thing and everything. And, I mean, with what this guy's been through. Well, have you uh, seen Have you seen his interview on Zetro's show? No, I haven't it's, seen that. It's really long. It's like in four parts. Man, that guy, the only reason he's alive now is because he found a match. Because, you know, he needed a match for his liver or whatever it was. Right, right. And it was his uh, brother-in-law. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they couldn't find it. And his brother-in-law had a, an exact match. Or else he'd be dead now. Wow. Yeah, and you got, oh, my God, the stories he was saying, what he went through. And, you know, tubes up his dick. And, oh, my God. Ouch. He, he went through hell. He went through Ouch. fucking hell. Is that uh, uh, Zetro's vault? Yes. Yeah, way to steal your time. First of all, he tries to like you, 
announce the yeah, title yeah, of your yeah, show. Yeah, he totally stole my voice. Well, next time we see Jack Gibson, I'm going to say something about that. <laughs> Which I, I bet Jack will be back next year, man. What a cool cat, man. Yeah, Real great cool guy. Dude. Great dude. Um, here's a band touring that I got to say I have a morbid curiosity in seeing. I missed them the last time they were here, but Morbid Angel is doing a fall tour. I just, and, I just got an invitation uh, to the Revolution. They're playing down here. Well, are are you a fan of the 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 Steve Tucker lineup? Yeah, um, I mean, I I think their best one is the first one, Formulas of the Flesh. Same guy did that album cover, did Poser Holocaust, my album. Um, but yeah, I like Gateways, and I and I did enjoy the last one as well. Yeah, I I saw him on the Gateways tour, but uh, you know when they opened for Pantera, but uh, at the time I just really. You know, I was in the beer line. I was in and out. You know, I was, it was more like just working my way up for Pantera, you know, getting closer to the stage. Uh, I, I'm a lot more familiar with them now. So I'd like to give it a second chance. Uh, oh, Morbid little... Angel's the best death, angel, death metal band in my opinion. Yeah. I think right on. Right on. Well, unfortunately, they're, they're skipping, uh, skipping New Orleans on this tour. But uh, hopefully you go and have a good time. Yeah, I'm definitely going. I, I never miss Morbid Angel. I always go see him. I've seen him about 10 times. Right on. Well, uh, Rob Halford says he doesn't rule out K.K. Downing returning to Priest. Man, does that sound good or what? Yeah, he says what will happen will happen. You know what I don't understand, Ian? It, it, it really does perplex me about people. What's up? Uh, people that don't want K.K. back because he was too mouthy. Are there people who actually said that? Oh, my God, yes. And they're, you know, it's like... Really, you have no respect for the legacy of Priest? You know, it, just because this guy was trying to sell books? Yeah. Uh, look, honestly, a lot of a lot of what KSK said, a lot of the bashing he did, yeah, he did some bashing, but honestly, a lot of the headlines were more worse than what he actually meant. Oh, that's always clickbait. Yeah, yeah it's total clickbait. But, you know, people, you know, people uh, are going to fucking uh, just judge the guy. And... And just to think that you don't want... And did you see that recent footage of him with Ross the Boss? No, I haven't watched it yet. Fucking how, how, God. Was it good? Holy fuck good. The guy thinks even better now. I mean, the guy, that, you know, that guy's been practicing. That guy, dude, you know, you know the song Running Wild. You know, right. And the way that song ends on Unleashed, it's a little, you know, 30-second guitar solo. Man, he nailed it. Ripped it, man. It was so fucking... He looked great, too, man. And he, he's just like, God, bring him back. You know? But, you know, there were oh. some people like, Ah, fuck him, Richie, Richie. I'm like, no, man. Him and Richie. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm all about keep Richie. You know? But, uh, you know, it, Richie is so talented. Richie can switch over and play the Tipton parts. He, he can could, he could do it no problem. That, he, already, that, he already is. Yeah. You know? You know, you know that, that kid's great. And... Yeah, I I do agree that KK should have talked as much shit, but look at it. He was trying to sell a book, and let's be honest, I mean, he was there from the get-go. If anybody has a right to bitch, it's him. You know, it's not like he's Michael Butler who was in a band for, you know, 10 seconds and spouting all this shit. You know, he you know he was there. He was there through everything. He, but, was, yeah. he was there before Rob Halford and Glenn Tipton. Right, so, you know... They're talking about this 50th anniversary tour. Hell yeah. If he's willing to do it, and hopefully these guys... You know, what I would like to see, though, 
is they come to an honest, uh, like they all want it to happen for the right reasons. You know, that would be my wish is just that they can bury the hatchet and just honestly feel like it's the right thing to do and not it's the pressure thing or it's like to, to try to get a couple more people to go, come. Because let, let's be honest. I don't think they would sell any more tickets with KK. No, I don't think so either. You know, in reality, the people who are going to go are the people who are going to go. But it would be an added treat, you know, to Priest fans to see KK back. And it'd be a good little media thing, you know. You never know. I mean, but, there, but, I, I do know a couple people. I don't know them personally online that said that they refused to go see Priest without KK. You know, so... And there's yeah. a lot of people that, you know, oh, KK and Glenn ain't there? Fuck that, you know? There right. are no, people I, that say I, that. I, 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 have, I have seen that. that. It's, it's a, it will not affect ticket sales if they go. Right, right. It's, it, it, it's not like, you know, where David Lee Roth comes back to Van Halen and they do their biggest tours that they've ever done in the right. history of Van Halen. It's not like that. Yeah, that's a good point, Ian, because when David Lee Roth came back, they kicked Sammy Hager's ass like they have in the history of Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the biggest tours ever that Van Halen did were the reunion tours yep. with David Lee Roth. That is correct, sir. You are yes. rocking Rexor. <laughs> that is science. Rocking Rexor. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here's something, man. I saw this headline, and I was like, Ralph is going to make a post in T-minus three, two, uh, and did one. I? And did I? Yeah. Yes, you did. (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne says, Ultimate Sin is his least favorite solo album. (laughs) I had to bring that up. Oh, I knew that was coming. But I I also said, you know, in my defense, I don't agree with Ozzy saying it was his worst album ever. I was like, no, no, no. Osmosis was worse. Back to Earth was worse. You know, he had had clunkers, you know, worse than that. But, you know, I mean, that's Ozzy's opinion. Right. But as far as 80s shit, of course. But, but uh, you know, I think Ozzy was like, Sharon, which one do I hate the most? She's like, Ultimate Sin, Ozzy. Nah, oh, yeah. Ozzy yeah. hated Ultimate it. Sin. Ozzy hated it even before uh, No Rest of the Wicked. Uh, right. He, was, he wasn't happy with it. Of course, what Sharon did was say, don't say it till you know, it ran a course, you know. But he wasn't happy even when it came out. And if you saw any uh, Ozzy interviews talking about the album... He never really like, oh, it's great. He just says, oh, we got this guy in the band and that guy in the band. But he doesn't really say it's a great album. I don't think he liked it even from the get-go. And by the time I saw that tour, he already dropped the title track from the set list. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I I think I I mentioned this in a previous episode. I was so disappointed because I used to watch that Ultimate Ozzy over and over again. And I went back and tried to watch it a couple years ago. And the keyboards were so bad, I had to shut it off. It was so bad. Fucking so terrible. bad. I and, and I saw the tour, and the keyboards weren't that loud. Oh, man, but it on that video... Show. It was a damn good show, actually. Oh, yeah, but on that video, man. Oh, my God, they were so high in the mix. Yeah. It, was, it was terrible. It was a damn good show, but unfortunately and fortunate, at the same time, um, I didn't get Metallica, but I got Rage for Order, Queensryche. Yeah, they, they opened with New Regal. It was fucking badass. And it was my first time seeing Queensryche. And boy, New Regal and Tonight uh, Night Rider. And oh my God, was that a... They were killer. Even though they looked like fucking Fruit Loops. Yeah. But, um, they, oh, that, what, a, what a terrible look, you know, they had. 
You know, they looked so bad that when Ozzy came out, he didn't look too bad. That, that That's a tough one. Who had worse hair there, Chris DeGarmo or Jeff Tate? I'll, I'll, I'll give the edge to Jeff because he's got the little poof in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Chris DeGarmo ain't that far behind. But, uh, man, I was reading something on Queensryche the other day, and I was like, you know what I, I need to, to give a good listen to? Because I, I just didn't really, you know, I got it, but I didn't play it, was uh, The Verdict. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, I yeah. Got, I got ripped off, by the way. I never told you that. Um, what? I never received my vinyl. And I can't find the email of the purchase. Oh. Uh, I, did, I did the GoFundMe thing with the autograph. So, you know. What, was that through Ple- Pledge Music? Yeah, yeah. I know, oh. I, know, I know what you're about to say. Okay. But still, you know, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I know Pledge Music fucked up on a lot of shit. And I was one of the victims. Yeah, and, and they're no more. Yeah, they're, they're no more. And uh, man, I I heard some really interesting stuff about that. Listening to uh, Cobras and Fires, their interview with uh, Michael Sweet, what he had to say about them, and uh, and yeah, a lot of horror stories with that shit of people not getting it. Yeah, uh, well, fortunately with Michael Sweet, I got my stuff, and I just pre-ordered his new one. Which, oh my god, that new song, man, uh, Better Part of Me, I think it's called, with Jeff right. Loomis. It sounds like Judas Priest meets Maiden. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I, I meant to ask you. You said you listened to that Cobras and Fires. Uh, did you listen to the, the one where they interviewed Michael Sweet? Not yet. They, they did oh, that. Yeah. oh, no. They, uh, did I? Uh, no, I did not. No. Okay, you must you must have listened to the second one then. Uh, because the first one where they interviewed Michael Sweet, that was the one where they played the song afterwards uh, that I didn't care for at all. <laughs> but, but you had told me that the song was just released that day, so it couldn't have been that song. So I, I need to hear his new song. It's so good. I even think you'll like it. I, I'll, I'll check it out, man. It's I'll tell so you what, good. That, that guy was so cool, it really made me want to give, you know, Striper and him another chance because he was such a nice guy when I talked to him. So nah, he's, he's total class. But he brought, he brought us cooked fucking cocaine and whores. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, and, and, and that's not even my favorite thing because the coke was a little stepped on. But it's his personality. Yeah, that but I said, through. dude, I mean, this Coke. And then he said, it's free, free <laughs> to snort if you want to. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I didn't pay for this shit. <laughs> uh, but in some sad striper news. Oh, my uh, God, yes. Oz, Oz Fox uh, tumors have grown. And, and you know, when I saw that headline, I said, you know what? I got a sprained ankle. I'm hurting. I'm in a miserable mood. The last thing I want to do is read those fucking comments. Because Oz Fox in the headline said, you know, God has a plan for all this. Yeah. And I just didn't want to hear, you know. Uh, it, you it know is- what? I, I will say this. Uh, I read them. Uh and I would say there was maybe only one. I was I was actually impressed by blabbermouth idiots for once. Wow. There was only one that was negative. Most of them were positive. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, this just backs up my theory that there is no God because Oz Fox has cancer and Sammy Hagar doesn't. Because uh, Oz Fox seems like a really nice dude. And he is a great guitar player. You Never know, met I, him. I'll, I'll Never met him. Yeah. He seems, and I, I'm pulling for him, man. You know, that that sucks, man. You know. Yeah, man, me too, man. He's so a good guy. he's a good dude. He, mar- he married an ex-prostitute. How cool is that? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's fucking badass. So a- at least you know he's having great sex. Yeah. You know. So am uh, I. 
<laughs> with his wife? That's terrible. I wish. <laughs> uh, but no, wish him wish him a speedy recovery. Yes. Ho- hopefully, Oz Fox is is uh, at the expo next year. That would be awesome. Uh, and I hope he's there for the next hundred years. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and another sad cancer story. Uh, now I, I know this guy isn't you know hard rock or metal, but I love him, and that's Eddie Money. Oh it, man, I love Eddie Money. I love Eddie Money, and if you've ever seen an interview with him, you want to talk about a funny, nice guy, just like like a blue collar dude. That's fucking Eddie Money, and unfortunately, he he's diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer. Unbelievably horrible. You know, I saw Eddie Money like two years ago. Really? And. If you pay twenty bucks, you can you know take a picture with them, and the and the money went to the to the soldiers. Oh know? man, how awesome is that? Yeah, man, and he was so cool, and I sat with him, and I was wearing a Zeppelin shirt, and he was telling me I saw him in the Fillmore. So when it went into you know a long fucking uh, story of uh, how much he loved Zeppelin and how he saw him when they were wow. a brand new band, and he was very personable and. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. God, that's terrible. You know, I love that song, Shaken. That shit oh, rules. Yeah. With Apollonia oh. in the video. Oh, I love it. And uh, That's his best song. You know, it, it sucked. You know, he played here a couple of years ago, and I ended up not making it. But uh, such a cool dude. And, you know, we talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was going. He was supposed to go in, or a couple episodes ago, he was supposed to go in for some heart surgery, but he wanted to do his shows before he went in but there you know there was reports that i believe his daughter is in his band now as a as a backup singer and uh they said that you know they could tell by the end of the show or like midway through the show he was having a hard time and she was covering up a lot you know but the guy's a constant you know performer and wants to do these shows and just you know see a class act like that but man you know he's also 70 so to be 70 and to, and to fight stage four, uh, man, that's that's a tough one. But uh, you know, pulling for him, man. That's cancer sucks, man. Yep, sure does, man. It's terrible. I I recently, uh, well, I told you, but uh, I know somebody that just got um, uh, pancreatic cancer, and you know that's a death sentence. And it's terrible. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. Horrible. And it's the second person I know that had it. The, the first person I know I had it. Uh, it was pretty quick, man. Fucking terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. To, to go from bad news to worse news to even worse news. Oh, my God. Oh, the news sucks. Even yeah. worse than all of that. Sammy Hagar in the circle just put out a video for no worries. All right. What's the next story? Next story. Okay. Where we got here? Oh, King Diamond put out the trailer for uh, his new album, The Institute. Did you <laughs> check it shit, out? That shit was wicked, bro. Like some chick with an iron mask and a cell. That yeah. Was, it looked wicked. I, I'm looking forward to this next. King Diamond, man. I feel like his last one was like the one I liked the least, and I still liked it. Give me your soul, please. Was yeah, that it? That, that, I, think his, you know, I don't think it was as good as all the other, but it was still good. But he's been away for so long that I have a feeling this shit's going to rule. Well, I was surprised. It's one of those where I was looking at the story and then I read some comments and I saw a lot of people bitching about uh, the new song that he played. Like, oh, it's oh, too I slow. Liked it. I liked it. They're like, oh, it's a, it's a bad. I hope the rest of the album's better than this. 
And I was like, oh shit. So I listened to the song. I thought it kicked ass. Yeah, I didn't think it was ballady. No, man. I thought it was good. It wasn't like, it wasn't fucking, you know, it was maybe King Diamond, but slow for King Diamond is still fucking heavier than 90% of people's shit. And plus, it was just a, a damn good song. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and and I'm very, I'm very disappointed he's not coming here. But I'm very happy that you are going and you get to meet him, man. That's thank you, thank fun. you. And it sold out the the VIPs. Oh no shit, man! Look at you, man. I'm I'm happy for you. See, I'm I not was a, there, man. I'm not I, a hater. I'm happy when people get to live their dreams. I was there, like online, waiting for that shit to go on sale. You know, 10 a.m. I was there. I woke up early. I'm sitting in front of my computer. Come on, baby, come on! And I did it right away. And you know, you think about it. <clears throat> 200 bucks for VIP and your third row. Shit, a lot of third row seats are 200 bucks. You know. Right. And, and uh, you know, you had a package for 500 where you get to stand on stage, you know, for the first three songs, you know, on the side of the stage and watch it. Right. And I, I maybe there was a couple other trinkets they were giving away, but man, uh, I get a, I, I don't just meet them and, and get a picture with them and all that shit. There's a lot of other stuff they give me, like an autographed poster and guitar picks and all this wow. crazy shit, man. That's I'm surprised you didn't do the 500. Uh, nah, you know what, man? I, I, I'm third row, man. Fuck it. I get yeah. a better view third row than be on side of stage. Well, I think. Where, where, where's it at? In, it's, in, it's, it's in Orlando, and it's a really nice place. It's, you know, King Diamond's playing big. Well, I guess that venue played in New Orleans was big, right? Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, it's a good-sized venue, but it didn't have seats. You know, you were... You could be in the balcony or you could be on the floor. I was on the floor. Well, this and, one, uh, this one has seats. It's kind of like okay. a nice, you okay. know, the, the Fillmore. Well, you've never been to the Fillmore here, but it's pretty much like the Fillmore here on South Beach. Um, and, I, and I'm so happy because nobody deserves more success than King Diamond. As much as he's put in. Right. All the years he's put into the business. He's always kept true and uh, he's never fucking really like you know, went grunge or whatever the fuck, you know, whatever trend. King Diamond has always remained King Diamond, the, the Stephen right. King of metal, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, man, I was so blown away when I went and saw him, and like I said, I kicked myself in the ass for all the years that I missed, uh, because that show blew me away. I mean, it was so, so good, so I'm happy for you, brother. Hopefully he adds more dates and maybe he'll come here. Because, I mean, he had a good crowd when he came here with Exodus on the Abigail tour. But, see, I think you missed that, right? That didn't come to, no, to you. No, didn't come to Florida, though. No. Yeah. Odd. Odd. But, man, have fun. I know you well. It's so awesome that Charlie and Daniela are going. So I might be going with them. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Are, are they sitting anywhere near you? Do you know? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, still, man, it'd be awesome. They couldn't get VIP. They, you know, they... they Oh man! And I and I wrote him during that. I was like, "Dude, get it now," you know. And right, I guess it was right. too late for him. Which sucks. But shit, if you, if you're gonna take a road trip though, what two cooler people to go with? Hell than, yeah! Than, than Charlie and Daniela, so nice, so mm-hmm. nice. I hope they allow me to pick up a hooker on the way. I, I'm sure they would. I'm All sure. Right, cool. and, and knowing Charlie, he'll try to buy it for yeah, you. Yeah, he'll, he'll pay it for me. Yeah. That's for, where I, that's where I, I, I you know draw the line. No, nope, I'm paying for the hooker, Charlie. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I'll tell my mom to, you know, it's on the house. 
<laughs> yeah, but I already had her, man. All right, all right. No, she's not that so, great, dude. Oh. So she's overrated by like, I've heard at least like 700 people say she was good. I was like, man, she's like the Paul Stanley solo album. Very overrated. <laughs> she's ch- charting on horde tunes, though, you know? So somebody likes her. I, I love you, Ma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, now, here's here's one that I had to post, and I tried tagging you in it, but for some reason it didn't work. Uh, but I saw a couple other people made threads about it. But uh, I put something so terrible and overpriced, only Ralph Vieira is going to buy this. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I'm talking about... The Ozzy Osbourne vinyl box set. See you on the other side. Here's the thing, Ian. I don't want it because the only thing of interest to me is uh, the two B-sides from the No More Tears era. Because everything else I have on vinyl, I have all those B-sides on vinyl. Except those two songs. So I don't care. I really don't. I, I will say this. I think it's an awesome packaging job. It looks like a really nice box set and it's all colored vinyl looks really cool uh, but how do you do this and admit fucking speak of the devil yeah yeah isn't there is it isn't live and loud not on there too no that that's there i, I believe oh it is huh. uh li- live, live li- at budokan yes that's on yes. there too yeah let me I'm, I'm clicking on it right now yeah Man, live no- no wonder that shit's so expensive. That's yeah. a lot of vinyls in there. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. You got uh, Tribute is a double album. Live and Loud is a triple album. Uh, Osmosis is a double album. Live at Budokan is a double album. And Black Rain and Scream are double albums. I like Scream, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to pay 500 bucks to have Scream on vinyl. Oh, man. But, I mean, oh, my God. Did you see the commercial that fucking... Uh, yeah, it was that. Yeah. Oh, God, that was good. It, it, it was so funny, and I'm looking at this, you know, but I'm like, wait, 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 where's Speak of the Devil? Yeah. You know, and, th- and then it said pre-order, and I gotta admit, I gotta admit, even though I don't even like half the fucking albums, I was like, I might get this, I might get this. And well, it's then I, good to have. I, you know, and, and, and then, and then I, I looked, you know, I'm like, well, wh- what are they charging? And then I saw that, you know, like, there's the pre-order thing, so I clicked on that, then you had to click on something else, and then click on something. Five hundred fucking dollars yep. for this thing. Jesus Christ, Sharon. Five hundred dollars, and you don't even put in fucking Speak of the Devil. You know, which which would be my favorite live album out of the live albums. I agree with you, dude. As much as I enjoy, um, you know, I'll put the you know, of course, me. I'm the Black Sabbath nut swinger, so no, those songs are not as good as the Sabbath version, but they're so good anyway. They're they're good and and they're different and I, I I just have really good memories of Speak of the Devil you know I, I mean that was I remember listening to that over and over I like it more o- than Live Evil Wow okay I like I, I love Live Evil I uh. there's something about that Ozzy album and you know why yeah. it's touched up you know fucking Ozzy Ozzy sounded like complete horseshit that night and you can hear it on YouTube. They have the raw recording, you know, an audience recording. So he right. went back in the studio, and man, he was awesome in the studio for that album. He sounds so good on "Speak of the Devil," you know. And, yeah, and you know, and I'll take it over uh, tribute, you know. Well, and, I, I, yeah, I will too. And, and but I do agree, 
you know, the the best the best fucking you know, if you want to hear Randy Rhodes is that one that came with uh, what was it, Diary of a Madman? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Blizzard of Oz brought the DVD. Yeah, yeah. The the live album that came with with Diary of a Madman blows tribute away, in my opinion. Yeah, and that I bought the box set. I bought that box set, but the box set did not bring it on vinyl, just CD. I bought the vinyl. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, no, I didn't bring the. Oh, the that that sucks. It brought a nice book inside and. Man, yeah, no, no, it. it's it's a good looking box set, but I thought I thought it came with the vinyl for that no, too. No, I had to buy oh, that separately. Man. Oh man, I think uh, that's really hard to get now, or it's very expensive now. Yeah, I, I I think you can get it, but yeah, you're paying a fucking pretty penny because I think I looked it up on Discogs because I was like, damn, I really need that, dude. I paid thirty bucks for it, and that's including shipping and everything. When it wow, was yeah, I got it for a steal on wow. Discogs. Somebody was selling it for like. 24 something with a you know tax and fucking shipping it, was, it came up to a little over 30 it was like 30 bucks and 30 cents or something but uh you know I, I gotta ask you you know because you know you're pretty good at predicting shit you know you're like uh like Nostra dumbass meets uh Johnny Carson where he wears that funny thing on his head Karnak. what Karnak yeah Karnak the improbable what um uh, what is your theory as to why Speak of the Devil's not included in this box set? Oh, that is a great question because, you know, you, you know, the first thought you would have is, well, it's all Sabbath songs. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, but Tribute has Sabbath songs. And I'm right. sure Budokan and all that has Sabbath songs. So I, I, that's something I, I, I don't have an answer for. Maybe it couldn't fit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, no. Uh, well, my thing is, I've I've heard of Ozzy bitch. I've heard Ozzy bitch about that album in interviews. Wow, I've never heard that. I did not. He, I was yes, aware. He does not like that, and you know, the whole reason he did it, of course, is because he was pissed about Live Evil. And happening. Randy Rhodes was supposed to be on that, right? You know, and, they, t- they told Randy, "Look, uh, the only because w- Randy wanted to leave the band. He wanted to right. go back to school." To learn classical guitar, and uh, they convinced them. Look, we'll let you go, but you got to do the, the Speak of the Devil album. And Randy was not a Sabbath fan. Yeah. And he was very depressed about it, but he agreed to do it. You know. And it would have been great. I mean, Brad Gillis did a fucking amazing job. But can you imagine Randy? Oh. That? Oh man, that would have been. Oh amazing. yeah. Because I love the the. You know, even though he wasn't a Sabbath fan, I love how he did Children of the Grave. That shit was awesome. You know, right. I love that solo he does right. and the, the crunchiness. He, he updated it more to an 80s sound. And I thought but, it was phenomenal. But you, you know, what's funny is, uh, you know, I got Speak of the Devil before I got a lot of the old Sabbath albums. So that was my introduction. Uh, but, you know, when I became, you know, full-blown Sabbath and, and discovered, like, I love Sabbath way way more than solo ozzy uh you know it was going back and listening to speak of the devil and hearing brad gillis's you know interpretations but i still like it there's something still magical about speak of the devil that i love this is the sound man yeah it just you, sounds so crisp and awesome you know and it just sounds like somewhere you want to be you want yeah, to be so- in that audience it you sounds know? like an ozzy album oh it's got crazy but- but, but what really gets, what really pisses me off is like, you know, there's a lot of uh, Ozzy fans that feel the same. Where is this album? Not a 
holy fuck what you're charging for this, you know, and you're not, and, and you're leaving out an album that, you know, most people would be like, if you left out fucking Scream, Black Rain, or Osmosis, would be like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know, but. Or, or live at Budokan. Yeah, but you know, for, that didn't really make a dent in anything. You, you know, or even for that matter, uh, Live and Loud, I loved it when it came out. Right. But I went back and listened to it a couple years ago, and I was like, eh, boy, I remember liking it a lot more back yeah, in the day. I, that's something I never revisited. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I never revisited it, though. Right. You know, but, but what I go back and listen to all the time is Speak of the Devil. Yep. You know, so it's just like, you know, so, sometimes I think artists need to pull their heads out of their own ass and think about the fans a little bit. Like, just because you don't like it, you know, like, hey, you, you don't like fucking Ultimate Sin, but you're putting that in there. I know, yeah. right? That's another perplexing thing. If you don't like Ultimate Sin and you don't like Speak of the Devil, why do you put that one in? And I'm sure he probably liked Speak of the Devil more than Ultimate Sin. So my second part of my conspiracy theory is, you know, Ozzy's been real negative on Black Sabbath lately. And does that have anything to do with it? You know, he came out after that last Sabbath tour just like, oh, it was miserable, I didn't enjoy it, and, I wish know. Bill was there. That pissed me off when he said Yeah, that. yeah, I wish Bill was there, and I didn't yeah. have a good time. They wouldn't let me be Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, during the tour, he had no problem bashing Bill. I mean, look, man, I love Ozzy. Ozzy, but, you know, man, that's the one thing I can't stand talking bad about the guy that loved you more than the other two members. You know? Right. I mean, the only guy, if you look at the documentary uh, God Bless Ozzy Osbourne, the only member of Sabbath that went to his birthday party. I mean, the guy, right. and, and Bill Ward is like a sweet, gentle soul. You know? Right. And in a recent interview, he's like, I love Ozzy, I love Tony, I love Geezer. You know, he's always, always, you know, after after they pretty much backstabbed his ass, you know, a lot of people, well, you know, it's the manager. Yeah, but they didn't stand up for him, you know? And that's right. what pisses me off, you know? Ozzy should have stood up for him. Cause, and, and, you know, fuck, and everybody always, like, and, and rightfully so, blame Sharon. But no, it's not just Sharon. There was, like, three or four different people behind the scenes trying to fuck over Bill Ward. It wasn't just Sharon. You right. know? But she's to blame, too, and I'm not, you know, making no excuses for the cunt. But, um... You know, there were other people, and I, I could be wrong, but I believe one of them is Geezer's wife. You know? I think she manages him. Yeah, Lori Butler. Yeah. So she was part of that whole thing. So it's like, but, you know, to me, it's like the band members would have said, you know what, how much money we're going to make? You know how much money you're going to lose if we refuse to do this tour without Bill? You know, because think about it. On 11-11-11, that was the date. Yeah. They had a press conference, and oh, Bill yeah. was there. So obviously, uh, they thought he can play, but then after everything went down, and he was like, unlike Tommy Thayer and Eric Carr, you fucking kiss nerds, that everybody's a sellout. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And and then, like, the rest of the band, then Ozzy came out going, well, you know, he can't do it. He can't drum anymore. If he can't drum anymore, why was he part of the press conference? Kiss my ass with that bullshit. Right. Fuck you. It- and unfortunately, though, I, I, I think Tony Iommi had a lot to do with that. Tony Iommi, it seems, doesn't have a lot of respect for drummers. He's another one that said, oh, I don't know why Bill wasn't there. Yeah, you know, Duh. but, you know, you know, he's the guy that used a drum machine, uh, you know, on those, uh, well, on one of those two horrible songs they did for Reunion, you know, and, 
uh, you know, never treated any any of the drummers. I think other than Cozy Powell, he seemed to treat the best out of all the fucking Sabbath drummers, which I don't get. You know. Well, he sure loved Bill in the fucking seventies because Bill went ape shit on those drummers. Yeah, yeah, but after that, it seemed like he could give a fucking fiddler shit. You know. But that was the best drumming Bill ever did with Sabbath in the seventies. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, Revolutionary. Born, born again too, man. Born again yeah. crashed. I mean, he was, you know, in, in in heaven and hell. He's as as what a masterpiece, perfection that fucking album is. But that's not Bill Ward to me because he played, you know. Right. He does. He sounds more like Bill Ward on Born Again than he does on Heaven. Yeah, and hell. on Born Again, he you know he's all over the drums again. Uh, he's my favorite drummer of all time. I, I love him. There you go. I love and I love that man. That man is like. To me, he's my favorite member of Sabbath, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, he's fuck yeah. He's my favorite member, and he's just... A- like a as, a human, as a human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? as a human being. He's the shit, man. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that man. Oh, I yeah. I would love to meet him one day. That's the oh, person I yeah. want to meet the most in Sabbath. That's I've only mo- met Ozzy. That's a motherfucker you just want to hug. Yep. <laughs> you know, give him, give him a big old fucking hug and say, thank you, Bill Ward. I appreciate you. Yep. You know, you and you, you mean something. You you mean the world to me. You know, it's not Sabbath if you're not there. You know, he needs that man. He needs yeah. uh, he needs that. Re- you know, like, he does get a lot of love, but I, I don't think he gets enough. No, no, he don't. You know? He should get it from the band members and, and no, from he... the managers and everybody. Step back and respect a kind soul. Yeah, exactly. And and a, tr- and a and drummer. Fucking pickle whistlers. God damn it. <laughs> Pick them whistlers. Well, speaking of Black Sabbath, let me uh, talk about the Max Sabbath experience I had. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Max Sabbath. It's a band, if you're not aware. It's a bunch of uh, McDonald's characters up there playing Black Sabbath songs, but parodying it. You know, like making all their songs about food. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> oh, my God, how entertaining this show was. It was uh, in a little club that I played before, Propaganda. They, they oversold it. People were passing out. And, you know, so even, you know, maybe I shouldn't mention this person, but somebody we know, and I told them this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe you, they don't want us to talk about that. But yeah, you know, um, and um, <clears throat> by the time Max Sabbath came out, which was like around one in the morning, it was a lot. Dude, there was like five bands on there. And uh, the Oakley Dokleys, I did go in and see about three songs, and they were really good. But, dude, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand being in there. And, you know, thank God there was re-entry. So I, I just left and stood outside and talked to some people I knew until Back Sabbath started. And then I go back in and, like, a quarter of the people were gone because they couldn't stand it. And it was much more enjoyable watching them because it wasn't so overpacked and it wasn't so hot in there. And they were so fucking great. I mean, hysterical. You have uh, Slayer McCheese on guitar. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's like the Mayor McCheese, but he's got two big horns like a motorhead, like the Warpig. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Grimace on bass. And I'm looking at them going, how the fuck can they play and all that shit, you know? Uh, they have the, the Hamburglar on drums that had Peter Chris makeup and <laughs> Ronald McDonald. And he, man, I have the worst memory. I wish I could remember the shit he was saying between songs, but he kept referencing like fast food joints to, to to musicians like the only one I remember that stuck out in my mind was uh, I was walking down the street and I saw KFCC DeVille <laughs> <I> <laughs> and, you know, and he said a bunch of other shit too you know 
I got to meet him after, and I met him in the in the hamburger. I, were, were, I, were they still in their full yeah, makeup? Uh, yeah, oh, I got man. I got pictures with them in their full yeah. makeup. Did they only do Ozzy era, or do they do Dio stuff too? No, they only did Ozzy era, and they did a Motorhead song. They oh, okay. Did, cool. They did "Killed by Death" called "Grilled by Pet." And, <laughs> um, they were just hysterical, and and he started throwing out hamburgers like McDonald's. They must have stopped at a McDonald's. <laughs> he was throwing out hamburgers. Enjoy, because we'd never eat that shit. <laughs> and he pulled out like a twenty-foot big-ass straw from his pants, you know, like a magic trick. That was fucking hysterical. And he had a, a barbecue on stage. He was grilling on stage. And, I was like, dude, you're grilling in here. It's hot as fuck. But it was great. It was you know, so entertaining. They, they came here and played a little club uh, that I love, that, where I saw Saxon, where I saw Overkill, Crowbar, uh, all these amazing bands. And But I think it was on a school night, and I didn't go. I wish I would have. If they come back around, dude, I got to go see that. You have to see it. It's so much fun. It's like an entertaining night. I don't know. And being a big Sab fan. And they played well. I mean, the, the Ronald McDonald character, he's the greatest singer, but I think that adds charm to it. You know? And he does the thick uh, thick British accent. He's like, We all Max Sabbath from Birmingham, Burger, England. <laughs> now, now, do you know who they are in real life? Are any of them from, like, you know, famous bands or anything? Or it's just, you know, or, or the, like, did, have you ever seen that, that beat Talica? Like the, yes, the Beatles. That's old. No, I'm not. For like 20 years. Yeah, I right, right. Them, yeah. Right, but I mean, have, have you ever seen them? No, I never saw them live, no. What, what, what about Dred Zeppelin? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, Dred Zeppelin's even older. They're from the 90s. Yeah, I, I actually bought one of their albums. And, uh, it was one of those things, you know, you listen to it a couple of times and you laugh, but then you don't put it back on. Yeah, I, I actually didn't enjoy it. I did listen to it. I'm not a fan of reggae. I'm really, right. I never liked reggae. Right. <clears throat> but, um,. Yeah, I had and and dude, I'm telling you the the Oakley Oakleys were pretty fucking good. You know, they were funny too. It's like this next song, I want everybody to yell faster, faster. And it was a song. He's like, it was a song uh, called uh, "I Can't Help It." It's a geo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, funny. It's a song about people yelling at him like, "Get go faster, goddamn it!" Hold the traffic. <laughs> All right, well, one last story before we get into our review, and this really shocked me because all the kind words we've said about this person, he's in my town and doesn't look me up. I'm talking about Tommy Lee, formerly of Methods of Mayhem, (laughs) was in New Orleans and got kicked out of Emerald's uh, restaurant here, the famous chef Emerald's, he has a, uh, a restaurant called Demonico. Uh, that's in, uh, it's not too far from uh, from where we saw Noel Gallagher. And uh, uh, it's, it's a classy joint. Well, apparently, uh, the staff came over to Tommy Lee and his, and his uh, child bride and uh, informed Tommy he had to take off his baseball cap. And Tommy made a big scene and started cussing. He took his cap off, but he was cussing. And then once he started cussing, they asked him to leave the restaurant. Now, you know, first first and foremost, why didn't he look me up? My suspicion is because I'm friends with Brandon on Facebook. 
<laughs> you know, at least I think it's Brandon. His Facebook name is "I hate my dad and my mom's a whore." Ninety five. Oh, that's definitely him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Brandon. <laughs> that's Brandon Lee. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He don't want to call himself his real name because of that song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's like Jesus Christ. You're fifty something years old. You're going into fucking you know a classy joint, and and you know you're you're dressed like you're going to see Limp Biscuit. You know, have a, have a little bit of common sense. I mean, I don't like. I don't feel comfortable in environments like that where you got to dress up. Like I would much rather go to you, you know a comfortable joint to eat. You know, because I, I just don't want to dress like that. But if you know you're going to that, you know, shouldn't you already be aware that, you know, maybe you can't act like Tommy Lee here? What do you think? Don't you yeah, realize, no, you know? I, I agree with you 100%. There's certain, uh, there's certain uh, restaurants and certain places that uh, have dress codes. Look, uh, when I saw Alex uh, Skolnick's trio, that jazz thing. Right. They wouldn't allow me in because I I had to go back home and get a suit, get my suit to go because it was a classy venue. Hey man, you own you own a fucking place. You make your own fucking rules. You know what I mean? I don't. I I'm not opposed to that. Even though I, I was pissed, I had to put on a, a suit. I understood. Hey, it's their place. They can run it the way they fucking want. You know what I mean? So, right, but you know, you went back to your house. You got a members-only jacket, and you went back. You, you know, know, I have a nice little suit. Dude. Oh, okay. Only gotcha. one, but hey, it's nice. It makes me look dapper. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Ian, I I have one more thing to say. Oh, okay. I forgot to bring this up because I'm trying to still get it out of my mind. You know, the night of Max Sabbath, Queen was playing here. And oh, I, yeah, I thought you were supposed to go to that. I was supposed to go to that with my niece, though. I ended up going anyway because my friend Ken had a free ticket for me. And I said to Ken, look, I got to go see this band, but they're going to go on really late. There's like four fucking bands. So I overlooked the set list and I said, all right, after Dragon Attack, I'm out. Because um, after Dragon Attack, yeah, there were some cool songs, you know, but songs, you know, that are played out, the hits, you know. We will rock you, Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever, what have you. Yeah. <clears throat> now, look, I will admit, Adam Lambert has a great voice. Good singer, great singer. But, dude, I'd rather watch Gary Sharon up on stage. <laughs> that guy is the most, his stage presence has to be the worst I've ever seen in my life. He is so fake and phony. And I was like, oh, my God, this is just terrible. You know, this... uh this fucking this guy dude like he what was the song um bicycle race oh god yeah i'm not the biggest fan of that one either um they 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 bring him up on a platform in a motorcycle right right and and the motorcycle's like clamped in to the to the stage you know it's not even on or nothing and he starts sprawling on it like look man i'm not <laughs> i really am not homophobic but watching him makes me homophobic, you know? I mean, Freddie Mercury was gay or bisexual, whatever have you. Acted fruity on stage. Bisexual! Bisexual! There you go. Well, Freddie was bisexual. I don't know about this guy. No, he's full-blown. Uh, yeah, he's full-blown. And But anyway, he he he's just so flaunty. And, you know, I mean, it's like, God, can you just put fucking like a bag over him so I can look at the rest of the band? I just hear his voice because his voice is good. I'm not going to say the guy can't sing, but I wish he wasn't in Queen, dude. 
I, it's just his person. He's just so fake. And but look, uh, look where he came from, American Idol. Right. Well, you know, I I have a coworker who went, uh, and I need to ask him. I've been meaning. It's not somebody I'm real close to at work, but I know somebody who went. Uh, I need to ask him to see what he thought. But I knew it had to be bad when I saw a, a, a tweet. You know, and I'm, I'm not much on the Twitter, but I saw a tweet after their New Orleans show, and it said. The music was good, but oh my god, I can't stand the way this guy dances around on stage. Yes. And and, and that was a tweet from Yannick Gears. Oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> true story. Uh, <laughs> so, you know it's bad. Oh. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But the best my I mean the band was great. The highlight for me is when he fucking left the stage and fucking Brian May did 39. I love that fucking song. I didn't I, I, I was like, oh my God, he's doing this shit alone because with Freddie, Freddie would sing that song, you know, 39. Even though right. Brian does it on the album, Freddie would sing it on stage while Brian sang it. And it was and it was just Brian and an acoustic guitar. To me, highlight. Well, well Adam Lambert went off and sucked 39 dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I bet you anything, watching him sick, suck 39 dicks it's better than watching him on stage because he's just stationary. You know what I mean? He's on his knees, not moving around, and just sucking dick. I'd rather watch that. You know? <laughs> but oh my god! And you know, fanning himself. You know, like killer and killer queen. He's like yeah. you know, looking at himself in a little mirror. You know how that guy from Steel Panther does it, Lexi? Yeah. He was doing that shit, and it was just so. And you know, he would you know like flail his little hands like. I'm gay, everybody. Look at me, I'm gay. It's like... Yeah, you, but but you're going to see Queen, okay? Complaining that a Queen show is too gay is is, is like getting your your dick sucked by a guy and saying, nah, this is gay. No, I... I you, you, you know I, what you were I, walking into. I disagree. Do you feel that way, seeing Priest? You know? I wish I... I've seen many, yeah. many... I've seen many Queen shows on video, and believe me, the way Freddie fucking... Stalked that stage the way he pranced around in his way of prancing. Well, he was it, butch. He had a mustache. You know that, that's did, a manly dick broom right there. But he didn't like you know. You know what was really cool too about the show? Uh, they they brought up Freddie on the screen, and he did the whole "Hey, you know the crowd did it with him. Oh yeah. Then, at the very end, he's like "Hey, and then and then he goes "Fuck you," and he walks away. It was awesome. Did uh did they play Flash? No. No. Ah, well, fuck, I, no, fuck no, it no. then. Fuck it then. That's a that's like the worst album. I mean, fuck they that. have they have some shitty albums, but that Flash album is. I love it. I that, love the it. the album. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking stupid. I love it much better than Hot Spaces and Innuendo. Mm, innuendo rules. Ugh. Ah, Miracle is way worse. Mm. You don't know what you're talking about. No, don't get me wrong. Miracle sucked too. Oh, Miracle is fucking terrible, except for two songs. Right. But, yeah, it, uh, so I saw, I forgot to bring up, I saw Queen, because when I saw Max Sabbath, it kind of, like, washed away the stupidness of that front man. Band oh. was great. Even, like, you know, that bass player they got, they were all good, you know what I mean? It was a tight... Oh, who, who's who's playing bass, by the way? Bobby Dahl. Oh. No, I makes, don't know. I don't know. Sense. Some guy I don't know. But, oh. um, yeah, it was... It was quite, it was, you know, stage was awesome. You know, they had a good stage show. Right. And a lot of things popped how, up. How was the attendance? Packed. 
Yeah. I mean, that shit looked sold out. Though I don't think it was. I, I didn't hear people say it was sold out, but it was. It yeah, looked sold cl- out. Close enough. Me. Close enough. It looked sold out to me. But it was. It's it, it just it's just that guy, man. And I yeah. knew it. I don't know who it was. And he might be listening now from our Facebook group, you know, like defending him. And I was like, I'm going to go see. And I'll, and I'll be honest. I will be honest. And I am being honest. The guy could sing. Right. The guy has a good voice. But his stage presence, like, holy fuck, man. He makes Gary Sharon look like Rob Halford, you know? Right. Gary Sharon is very annoying to look at. I mean, I think Gary Sharon's even more annoying than Janet Gears. But yeah, yeah none, Gary Sharon's really bad. None can top wow. fucking uh, Adam Lambert. Yeah, that's pretty bad. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's just so fake and plastic. He's a phony. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, well, hey. While, while we're on Pickle Whistlers, before we, we get into the review, I have to say, I have started watching your uh, record battles. Oh, so you call me a w- w- rick- uh, pistol whistler. Pistol <laughs> whistler. <laughs> Pickle Whistler. Uh, but, but no, I, I love, uh, I've really, really enjoyed them. And I, I love what you say in the beginning about, hey, this is my opinion. You know, and if yeah. you don't like it, you're a Pickle Whistler. And, and you've changed it up. I've seen different episodes. You say different things. Right. But I gotta say, I find them thoroughly entertaining. Well, I, 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 I've really been enjoying them, and anybody who hasn't checked those out, uh, check them out. I, I, I thought you, you did them really well, uh, but I gotta admit, <laughs> there was one episode I had to stop, run to the kitchen, grab a pickle, and start whistling that motherfucker. Oh my god, I was laughing so fucking hard, people downstairs thought I was watching fucking Airplane. Uh, when you said fucking 2000 man was better than uncle salty. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love uncle. Salty. I'm glad you didn't say that. I'm glad you didn't say that in an episode because you would steal my comedic thunder. Holy shit. Was that funny? Yeah. Oh my God. But no, I, I really, I really love those. And right before we record this, I just watched your, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, born again versus, uh, dehumanizer. Right. Yeah. Didn't agree. But, man, it was a damn good episode. I'm really enjoying those. So anybody who hasn't checked those out, you do them on multiple. Uh, I do them on three channels. Dr. Yeah. Fuck channel is where I do different bands. Um, yeah. Almost Human, I do Kiss, and Black Sabbath is on the Eternal Idol channel. And, yes, people are loving it so much so that I already caught two people ripping off my little deal. Oh, at, really? least, at least one of them uh, does, does not do it on video. He does it on... Uh, a website he writes it down right uh, and and I, but you know what anybody that rips me off it's not that i care or it, it upsets me uh, i just say man a little a little fucking uh you know give me a little fucking shout out man you know where you got this well, little idea you know well i for one i'm curious to see which uh, genesis album wins you know when when terrence is talking Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Terrence hasn't done that yet. I like Phil Collins. I like Peter Gabriel. <laughs> what do you think, Pig Panther? <laughs> we love you, Terrence. Yeah, we love you, Terrence. So I, I, I'm laughing uh, at Ian, not you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, it's late on a school night, and I'm feeling a good vodka buzz. What do you say we get into our album review, huh? Cry of Love, right? Cry of Love. This one is for West Nations. Long time, long time listener. And I want to apologize right here because he was one of the first people 
uh, to donate for Rock and Pod 2. Yes, this is, uh, we're still doing ones for Rock and Pod 2. We are mixing them up. I know I said we were going to knock out all the twos first, but there's a lot of them that we have to study. This is one Ralph and I both had to study. But, Wes, thank you for your patience. And uh, hope you enjoy this one. I texted him before we started recording, said we were finally doing it. And he was so fucking happy and appreciative and says he's going to share the shit out of it. So we hope you like this review of the self-titled debut album. Or no, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, it's called Brother. Right? Yeah, that's right. It's called like Brother. That. But it's the debut album from Cry of Love. Um, uh, let me say, this West guy is awesome. Um, he, um, he, 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 leave, he leaves a lot of comments on my Vieira Vault podcast, too. Like, he listens to that, too. And, and he always leaves really cool comments. He's just one of those great souls that we seem to attract, you know? Uh, we may goof on and say, you know, we got crazy last listeners, but... Now, most of them are cool like this guy. This guy's a great dude. Oh, hell yeah. You know, he's an awesome dude, and uh, I did not know this was for him till, uh before we started recording this. He said it was for West Nation. I was like, yeah. oh, that guy rules. I love that dude. Oh, yep, you did. That's awesome. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me he donated for an episode because he's that cool. Oh, yeah. And, uh... So, uh, let, did you did you know of this band before? Have you ever heard of them? Yes, I do. Aren't they like from the nineties? Yes. Yeah, I, I I remembered them back then. I may have seen a video or something, but it never really caught my attention enough to, um, you know, check out their stuff. But I I do remember there was quite a buzz about them. Uh, you know, I guess th- is this a debut album? Yes. Yeah, they, they I, only they only did two albums and okay. only and only one with this singer. Okay, and uh, oh, then I would love to listen to the other one because um, spoiler, alert, I'm not a big fan of the singer, though he does sing really. Good. You know, it's, no, it's not that I, I I'm not a fan of his. I think he's got a great voice actually, but you know, spoiler, alert, I don't think it it, it go it blends well with this music. And uh, but you know, but there is a song. Actually, two songs on here where it blends really well, you know. So, um, why don't you take uh, the the first track, or do you have well, anything else to say about this band? Well, yeah, I, I would like to say uh, I don't. I think I might have seen an ad for it, you know, or I heard the name, but I never saw a video. I never heard a single uh, or anything. When I was about to check them out, was. Uh, you know, I was I was in a black. I mean, I've always been a, a huge Black Crows fan, but uh, I, I went through a, a time when I was checking out like anybody who had anything to do with the Black Crows. You know, I was buying all their solo albums, other you know bands that they were in, and I remember looking to get this. And at the time, it was out of print, and it, it was very expensive to get this album, uh, so I didn't get it. You know, and this was before I knew Mr. X. So I just kind of chalked it up as a loss. Uh, and then later on, you know, when I met Mr. X, I, I totally forgot about him. But, uh, you know, I know of this band mainly because of their guitar player, Audley Freed, who would go on uh, to join the Black Crows. And uh, But this is one, you know, it's one of those episodes that just got put on the back burner because I knew, you know, I had to get it. I knew you didn't know what I didn't know what. And sometimes those are the harder ones to do because it takes more time because we both have to study it. You know, you, you admit, sometimes you don't even take notes. You know, your hand. Once in a while, 
and it's rare there's ones we both have to study um but this is one of them for sure yep i got the notes right in front of me man all right well i'll go ahead and i'll take the first one uh should be noted i i I know you can't even guess this was released in 1993 um and the first album, I mean, the first track is called Highway Jones. And uh, I wrote uh, great guitar, then the vocals. Uh, to me, on a lot of these songs, he sounds like a really bad Chris Robinson. And I guess I shouldn't say really bad, but it just sounds too much like Chris Robinson. Like, you know, he doesn't have the voice Chris Robinson has. Uh, but you know, he's trying to sound like him, you know, and that kind of turned me off because the music is similar to the black crows. And, and then you got a singer that kind of sounds like him. I, I, I normally don't like shit like that. When did the black crows come out? When's their first album? I think the first album was, uh, 89 or 90. Okay. I was, I was thinking maybe the same time as this. No, uh, I think they already had their second album. Southern Harmony came out in 92, I believe. This is a year after that. Was, wasn't their first album the hit? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and I got to say, this Hard album... To handle. Yeah, this album reminds me a lot of the first Black Crows album. And that's my least favorite Black Crows album by far. Uh, and, you know, I'm a huge fan. There's songs that I like. But to me, it was too much of their influences and not enough of who they are. I don't think the Black Crows became the Black Crows to their second album. That's when they developed their own sound. Was that Amorica? No, no. uh, Southern Harmony. That's the one with Remedy on it. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. I saw saw that tour and they didn't play Remedy. And I like that song. I was like, fuck. And what was the guitar player's name? Uh, Rich 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 well, if you saw him on the second tour, uh, it's always been Rich Robinson on rhythm guitar. He's okay. he, Him and Chris are the main songwriters. But at that time, they got Mark Ford in the band, which, you know, people are into the Black Crows. Mark Ford is like like Mick Taylor. Like, they look at the, the albums that Mark Ford's on are always considered, like, that's quintessential Black Crows. And the first album, they had a, a guitar player named Jeff Cease, uh, who joined right before they recorded, and they kicked them out right after the the tour. Uh, but that album was always—I I didn't even buy it back in the day because you couldn't turn on fucking MTV or the radio without hearing fucking "She Talks to Angels," and I, I never cared for that song. I like "Hard to Handle" and "Jealous Again," but it, you heard it so much, I never bought it. Just like I never bought Nirvana when it came out because no matter where you went, you fucking heard it. You didn't need to fucking buy it. But when I heard Remedy, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, man. And they didn't play it. I was like, what? Yeah. And well, it's their new album. They're torn on it. Yeah. Dude, I don't know who's more bored at that show, me or Rich Robinson. Yeah, you, that, yeah that, you, that, you said he looked bored and didn't dude, care. No, no. He made it noticeable. He was like, he was mad. Well, maybe he was really? fighting with his brother like an Oasis thing. You know, Pro- that's what probably, they do. Probably. Probably. But getting back to the song, uh, like I said, great guitar work. And... Uh, but the, the vocals, like I said, it really turned me off that it, it sounded like a, a knockoff of Chris Robinson. Uh, but to me, it, you know, uh, you know, it, it has a sound like, hey, we're jumping on the, uh, 
the the Black Crows kind of, you know, hey, they made it. We're going to try this route because hair metal's dying, but we're not a grunge band. Let's do this. And I hear some Stevie Ray thrown in there, and I hear some Bad Company. And I was very interested to, to hear what you would think about this because <coughs> it is, uh, you know, I would classify it as like a southern rock sound, but there's two types of southern rock to my ears. There's ones that, you know, are like your your Molly Hatchet and your, your Leonard Skinner and stuff. It's like southern rock with a little bit of hillbilly in it. And then you got your southern rock that's got like your... Uh, your, your Delta Blues thrown into it, you know? And this definitely leans more towards the blues and the hillbilly side that you get with the, you know, Gator Country and, uh, you know, Curtis Lowe and shit like that, you know? For, you know and I, I like them both, but this definitely goes more towards the blues, and I, I know you're not really the blues guy. So I was interested in, in what you think about this, but the first song... It didn't knock my socks off, and I don't think it was a good way to open the album. What do you think? Well, uh, honestly, listening to this song, I was like, this is total Hendrix worship riff. It's total Hendrix to me. And I was really digging it till the vocals came in. And, you know, because this type of music, you know, I'm used to like a chill, lower register voice to music like this, you know. And this guy does not have a bad voice. Now, I'm not so well-versed in Black Crows, but what I've heard of Black Crows, it doesn't sound like this guy at all to me, but, you know, I haven't heard all Black Crows because I think this guy's got a much higher register voice than that dude from Black Crows. It's not a bad voice, but I feel it's his voice is kind of like the puzzle piece that does not fit to the music because I really dig this musically. I just felt like, man, if he would have sang lower... I would have liked it more. But this totally reminds me of Hendrix. Well, you, know, you could say Stevie Ray Vaughan because Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, uh, some people get upset with me saying this. I mean, he wasn't exactly a Hendrix clone, but he played Hendrixy type music. And I agree. I agree. And you're, and you're right. I am not a blues fan, but I'm a huge Hendrix fan. And, and Hendrix... I love his blues playing, you know, Red right. House and shit like that. And, right. I mean, I, I, I love... And, you know, there's certain times that I like hearing blues when I'm out, especially when I used to drink, you know, see a blues player play. I enjoy watching musicians, even, you know, like death metal, a lot of death metal. I love watching it, but I don't really sit back at home and yeah. listen to it. I only, you know, black metal. And, and you said the same about, like, Alan Ho- Holsworth and stuff like Alan that. Alan Holsworth, uh, 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 Pat, uh, Pat Metheny, and all this shit, you know. It's like, I don't really sit home and, and listen to it. Uh, though I do, Victor Wooten is an, like an exception. That I will listen to at home. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I feel about this. I'll go to the next one. It's called "Pretty as You Please." And you know, the second this song starts, I knew uh, I was going to be in trouble giving this interview, this review, because I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself. Uh, but I really can't say anything about this that I didn't say about the first song. So, uh, I am depending on you for not sounding like a broken record, Ian, because I am. I, I really don't have nothing different to say about Pretty As You Please as what you just heard about Highway Jones. But don't worry. I do say I, I do have something to say with a, a future songs that aren't like the, the first two. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sucks because I kind of got the same thing. I dig the music. 
but once he starts singing, it kind of turns me off again. Uh, now, this one, uh, this was the second single, or, or no, no, I'm sorry. This, this isn't the second single. Um, I wrote my notes down wrong. Uh, this one, uh, I dig, but yeah, the singer has it one minute, but I really like the guitar work on this. And I saw Black Crows with this guitar player, and he was fucking amazing. And unfortunately, you know, he was put in the bad position of replacing Mark Ford. To, and to most Black Crows fans, you can't replace Mark Ford. You know, he was like the Ron Wood replacing Mick Taylor, even though... You all right I'm there? Op- I'm, op- I'm opening a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I can't hear anything over you opening a sandwich. Yeah, but I'm opening up a sandwich and I'm Dr. Fuck. Yeah, and now you're going to be eating. I'm here Dr. Chewing. Yeah, but you, 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 you're too long-winded. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, oddly played on, uh, on the Lions album. Which was incredibly played on in the amazing live album with Jimmy Page. This guy live fucking smokes, and I'm listening to this, especially uh, the last time I listened to it. When I listened to it with the headphones on, I was like, "Oh man, is there some great guitar work on this?" But yeah, in this song, the singer's voice takes me out of it again. So I kind of do say the same thing as you. But uh, I'm done eating, by the way. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people paid for this episode, for Christ's sake. <laughs> You're going to go into the next song, and I'll be done with this, what's in my mouth. Oh, God. Okay, well, one thing I'll, I'll say while you're chewing before I get into the next song. Uh, the next album that they did was with Robert Mason singing. Are you familiar with him? He was in Lynch Mob, and, and what band, Warrant? Yeah, he, sing, he sings for Warrant now. A really good singer. I'm very ashamed to know that. Yeah. He's a, he's a really good singer, though. A nice guy. I met him. Uh, I'm interested to hear that one. Because uh, I'm wondering, like... Because he has more of a... I, I shouldn't say a pop voice, but, you know... Maybe it's because I know him from doing, you know, kind of like pop metal stuff. But I really like his voice. So I don't know if the music changed. Uh, Mr. X is finding a hard time getting that. I might have to go to YouTube for that second album to hear what it is. But I would like to check it out. Just because I love the musicianship in this. And another oh, thing, oh, Robert Mason did the second Cry of Love album. Yeah, yeah, he he was okay. he, he took over the singer on this album. He quit after this tour. Uh, unfortunately, he's passed. He passed away in 2014. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah. I, I like his voice. I think he's got a really. I just think they can match those songs. Right, right. But yeah, he passed away in 2014. Um, but he he quit after the tour for this album, and just said he didn't like life on the road and 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 didn't dig it. But uh, I'd be interested to hear this band with, with Robert Mason and, and, and see what it's like. Yeah, me uh, too. Because the musicianship. And another thing I picked up uh, when I listened to it with headphones, I got a lot more out of the bass on this. And this bass player uh, played in, in uh, Leonard Skinner for four years. Mm. And, and has played with a lot of other people. Uh, you know, and real talent. And that's... This is now my. I think I like more on repeated listen. I, and I will say, like the third time I listened to this, it was the most I enjoyed it. And especially with headphones on and hearing, you know, all the different instrumentation. It's a good band, and I believe Wes knows the drummer, J- uh, Jason Patterson. And at one time, I believe when he was first going to donate, he was going to do sixty, 
but he didn't want to be on the episode. He's like, hey, I know this guy. Maybe I can get him on the show. And I was like, well, hey, I'm game for that. But he ended up donating 40. He's like, I'll just do the review. I was like, okay. Okay, no problem. Uh, you know, because it probably worked out better because we're not familiar. We wouldn't have as much to say to the guy, you know. But there's great musicianship on this. But like I said, so far, it's just the singers kind of taking me out of the game. But I agree with what you said. It's not that he's bad. I just don't know if it fits right. And I think I it, don't think he fits well, no. I, I think a different singer, and, and I don't, you know, I haven't heard the Robert Mason album, so I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh, but we both agree that maybe a different singer would have been right. But uh, while you finish chewing, I'll go into the third song. I'm already done chewing, oh, dude. I oh, swaddle okay. like it was a man's load. Yum, yum. Uh, the next one uh, was the one uh, I meant was the second single off of this, and that's Bad Thing. Uh, and when I heard this, I was like, wow, this sounds like some kind of wonderful by Grand Funk Railroad. Funny you hey. mentioned that because I have Grand Funk in my... Uh, in my in my notes about this song <laughs> and uh not that that's necessarily a bad thing no pun intended uh the song's not bad it's not you know it's not a standout track but it's not bad uh, but what i was surprised to learn is that this song went to number two on the mainstream rock charts and there's another song on here that went to number one on the mainstream rock charts and I never heard any of these songs. You know, I, I maybe saw an ad for it in, in like, you know, Metal Edge or fucking Hit Parade or something, you know, but I never heard it on the fucking, on rock radio. But again, this isn't a, it, it isn't a bad song, but so far, they haven't really sold it. While I like the musicianship, just all the pieces haven't come together yet. What do you think about Bad Thing? Well, this one is different. It sounds like Bad Company meets Grand Funk. And uh, I feel this guy's voice fits better with this song. And I actually like this song. It, it connects with me better than the first two as far as uh, all the components doing something for me, you know. I think it's a really good tune. Uh, and not my favorite. But uh, there's a song on here that's my favorite. But I, I dig it. I dig bad things. And uh, I'll, I'll take the next one. Too Cold in the Winter. <clears throat> Look, you know, so I will spare you and everyone else from me sounding like a broken record. Ian, I got a winter joke. Go for it. Uh, why does it take a Pollock longer to build a snowman than anyone else? I don't know why. Because they have to hollow out the head. Dude, you laugh, dude. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool, dude. Fuck you. But hey, I got a knock-knock winter joke. Okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Snow. Snow who? Schmackamagob. Oh, that's just bad. What do you think of Too Cold? What? It ended, <laughs> the punchline was schmackamagob. I still have no idea what the fuck that means. Oh, if you knew, you'd laugh your ass off. <laughs> but I'm glad it makes you happy. You know what you know what schmackamagob means? I'm finally going to You want to know what it means? Sure. So what do you think of too cold in the winter? <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be that easy. It's not like your mother. Schmackamagob is like kissing the 70s. <laughs> you don't know what they look like. <laughs> now, it, I, I got to ask you, though. Is this a word you heard or a word you invented? 
What do you think of Too Cold in Winter? In the winter? Oh, okay. So you copied it. Um, <laughs> uh, th th this one, uh, not doing it for me. Uh, so far, th this is my least favorite. Although I wouldn't go so far as to call it, uh, you know, horrible. I don't think there's anything on here that's like, you know, repulsive. But this this one really, okay, they're, they're, they're kind of losing me. I, I see potential, but kind of losing me on this one. Really doesn't do that much for me. But uh, I'll take the last song on side one. Uh, this came out on vinyl? Uh, probably not, but it, it could be now. It was it was re-released in 2016 by Bad Reputation Records and uh, included some B-sides, so probably not. <laughs> probably it's only been on CD. Who ran Bad Reputation Records? Vinnie Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, what's it called? Hand Me Down. Hand Me Down. Definitely bad company here. Um... Uh, I, I, I dig this one, and and this is one where the bass playing uh, definitely stuck out to me when I was listening to it with the headphones. I was like, "Ooh, there's some nice grooving going on there." Not my favorite song, but uh, you know, a step up from the last one, and and I see potential here. It, it's it's definitely uh, a good song. What do you think? You know, yeah, I, I'm gonna mirror you. It's like again, not Hendrixy, very bad company, and but I don't think it's as good as Bad Thing. And I really can't expand on this song anymore, but I can give you a hand-me-down joke. <laughs> okay. What do you call a guy that's life was going to end up selling cotton candy at a carnival, but you you hand him something that gives him a better life? I don't know what. You call him a Sammy Hagar. But the guy selling cotton candy is better off, right? No, but yeah, but he wouldn't have a quadrillion dollars to buy vodka, right? He's got yeah. a better life now because of Van Halen. They handing him down a life. Yeah, yeah, but but at least he can say he did a job that brought joy to people. You know, people like cotton candy. Yeah, you're right. Mark Allen Taylor is not a person, <laughs> and he sells <laughs> he sells corn dogs. Yeah, that's yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that that joke sucks. Now I think about it. Now, anything that had Sammy Hagar on it, even if it's a joke, it sucks. <laughs> what can, what are you gonna do? Did you talk about hand me down? Yeah, you did. Uh, yes, I'll I go did. to the next one. You gotta love it. Yeah, flip it over. Uh, even though it's a CD, <laughs> flip it over. Maybe there's a different singer. <laughs> you gotta love me oh man I, I'm sorry Wes this song I just don't like but you know what I do like Ian what's that this joke about love <laughs> alright uh, a wife asks her husband how would you describe me and her husband says A B C D E F G H I J K and the, and the confused wife says what does that mean her husband says adorable beautiful cute Delightful, elegant, fashionable, gorgeous, and hot. And the wife says, Oh, thank you. But what about IJK? And the husband said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, is that Beavis? <laughs> That'd be cool. I like that joke. No way, Butthead. We have jokes to me. 
We hate metal because it's cool to hate metal now. Let's make fun of King Diamond. <laughs> you respect your stepmother, Pantera. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's talk good stuff about Pearl Jam. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, this one, I, I like it more than you. It, it's a funky rocker. And... Uh, I, I, I dig it. I'm not, uh, you know, there hasn't been one yet that's really knocked me over. And again, again, we were both broken records on this. I really like the music, but uh, I, I, I don't know. There's just, I, I feel like if the, I, I really want to hear their second album because I think they could really build on something here. Because there's some bands that have that first album where they, you know, because they had their whole lives to write it. And, uh, you know, the second album sucks because they wrote it on the road in, like, four weeks. And then there's bands that, like, you know, the first album is, is just, like, everybody, you know, that they listen to growing up. And then they find themselves. <coughs> so, I, I feel bad judging this, you know, just because of how much I love the musicianship. But <coughs> it, it's an okay song. Not horrible. I'm choking to death over here. I need some more vodka. Here we go. You need you need a sandwich. Here, wait, hold on. I, I do need a sandwich, actually. So far, I've only had vodka for dinner, and, and it tastes good. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll take the next song, because this one really picks up for me. Uh, Carnival. Uh, I really dig this one. I, I think this is a really, really beautiful song, and this is one where I think they fire on all cylinders. Uh, you know, the rest of the band's playing great. The singer doesn't, you know, sound like Chris Robinson to me. Uh, and it's just a beautiful song. I, I really dig this one. What do you think of Carnival? Oh, this kicks ass. Uh, not the song. Uh, this Carnival joke I got. You oh, let, let me hear it. A redneck walks along a carnival with a pig on his shoulder. Somebody said, did you win that at the carnival? And the pig said, sure, I did. That's the thing about Andrew Jacobs' wife. She can't tell a joke for shit. Yeah, <laughs> you got me. Because <laughs> she's a, a, a pig. All right, I'll go, I'll go into the next one. Drive in home. <clears throat> Oh, man. A Pollock got fined 50 bucks for sneaking popcorn uh, in a drive-in theater. And uh, when the Pollock paid the fine, uh, the Pollock giggled and said, hey, it's okay, I still saved money. Wow. Did you test these jokes out? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of how I feel about this song. Uh, filler. Filler, filler, filler. But I do love the solo on this. Uh, again, to me, uh, the star of this band is Audley Freed. Uh, and and Rob Kearns, or I think that's how you pronounce his name, the bass player. Uh, really good, but uh, yeah, this one is filler. And at this point in the album, they don't have any more room for filler. You know, they got to pick up the pace a little bit. But then we go into the song, which was the biggest hit off this album. Uh, and it went to number one on uh, the mainstream rock chart. And they have a video for it. And that's Peace Pipe. Uh, 
Now, this is one when I first heard it, because uh, I was I was having trouble getting this album from from Mr. X. So I was like, well, fuck, you know, I, I, I might have to go to YouTube to get this album. And I saw, oh, they got a video. And I checked it out, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, is, is, is this fucking, you know, bland. Didn't get it. Second time I listened to it, I was like, eh, still like, God, this is the single? Uh, but the, the last time I listened to the album, I kind of changed my tune on it, and I liked it a lot more. I still don't know if I would have made this the single, but, uh... But I definitely the, the song has grown on me. That's 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 for damn sure. What do you think of Peace Pipe? How can you tell who is a true stoner? I don't know. How can you tell who is a true stoner? When their peace pipe gets washed more than their dishes. <laughs> Next song. Saving Grace. This uh, is the best song on here for me. Again, like Bad Things, this guy's voice matches this song. I actually really dig this song. It's a great, mellow, bluesy tune. You know, not making a joke here. I really do like this song. But it don't mean I don't have a joke that has nothing to do with this song. Oh, I had hope. I had hope. All right, let's hear it. Two hunters are out in the woods, right? Right. One is a Pollock. And the other one is from Ohio. <laughs> They're deep in the woods and the man from Ohio collapses. He's not breathing and his eyes are glazed. The Pollock whips out his cell phone and calls 911. The answer, he's like, I think my friend is dead. The Pollock yells, what can I do? The operator says, calm down. First, let's make sure he's dead. Then there's silence. Then there's a gunshot. Then the Pollock gets back on the phone and says, okay, now what? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't. It's making fun of Polish people. You're racist, man. <laughs> I'm not making fun of Rich Canamere's wife. Come on. I didn't find that funny at all. I found the other ones funny, like the Pete's fight. <laughs> <laughs> the only lame one was the Sammy Hagar one. Oh, and that other Pollock joke, because that wasn't right. It's racist. <laughs> That's racist. Holy moly. All right, saving grace. Uh, yeah, I, I dug this one too. A beautiful closer. Uh, I think oddly uh, shines on this one. There's some great guitar work. Uh, I agree. This the singer works on this. I will say, as much as I love this song, I do like Carnival more. I would say Carnival is my favorite on the album. But this this is a very very close second. Very close second. And. Uh, that is our review of this album. Hey, hey, Wes, thanks, and I hope I didn't offend you. I think you're a great guy, man. Yeah, and, and I and I did get turned on by two really cool songs I like. Yeah, and you know, Wes's hope is to, to turn some people onto this album, and just because it didn't connect as much with us, there might be some other people. You know, when they when you add the music to this and they hear it, maybe they're going to check it out. I would definitely recommend this. Uh, you know, to fans of bluesy or southern rock, if you like the Black Crows, if you like, you know, Bad Company, stuff like that. I mean, you know, somebody else could hear this album and, and it really blows their fucking mind. And, and I hope people check it out, you know. We've turned people on to so many different albums. Uh, some I'm like, yeah, and some I'm like, wow, you like that shit, you know? So, who, who's to say? But uh, I want to thank you, Wes, uh, 
for picking this. I don't believe this album uh, went gold, but it was released uh, in May of 1993. And, uh, you know, hey, it, it did have some hits. Just oh oh another one that was released as a single I didn't I I missed this uh, too cold in the winter was the third single and that went to number thirteen so apparently somebody was listening to this shit uh, I missed it at the time but this is around the time where I'm full blown Pantera mode uh, so it definitely went under my radar I am gonna do my best to find the second album and uh, you know if if I get it I will on a on a future episode. Uh, give my opinion because I am a fan of Robert Mason and I do love the musicians. So, uh, so I will give an update later if uh, I liked them better with a different singer or I thought it was worse and they went the wrong direction. Uh, you are you are aware I'm in Freemason, right? Did you know that? Yeah, you're a Freemason. Yeah. yeah, I can't I can't go more into it, but that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, you get that from your mother's side. Well, you know, your your mother's free and your dad was a Mason. No, so my mom, my mom charged. Really? Really? Uh, she must just like me then. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our review, uh, Wes. We, we hope you liked it. And we hope some of you, you know, don't just take our word for it. Check it out for yourself, man. Go on YouTube. Uh, check it out. See what you guys think. Let us know uh, on the Facebook page. If you heard something in here that made you check it out or if you listened to it and you kind of felt, eh, too. Um... But uh, that's it, man. And, and, and thank you, Wes, for being so patient for this review. I know he's he's going to share the shit out of it. And I hope he just doesn't share it with the other band members. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know, I, I do like I do like the band. They, they, they are talented. Uh, and I would, I would like to hear more from them. But now it's time to go into Pick of the Week. Ralph, do you have a Pick of the Week? Uh, I don't. Okay, well, I have two Pick of the Weeks. Uh, and they both... Uh, feature the amazing guitar player Audley Free, and my first one is the amazing Live at the Greek album. It's the Black Crows with Jimmy Page, and for my money, it's the best fucking live Led Zeppelin album you'll ever fucking hear. Uh, I, I think it, it blows away, you know, fucking How the West Was Won, uh, BBC Sessions, uh, Song Remains the Same. Because uh, when you hear it with three guitar players, you got Rich Robinson, Audley, and and, uh, and Jimmy Page. Like you hear Zeppelin the way you hear it on the record, because there's so many overdubs on, on all those Zeppelin records. The drumming is great by Steve Gorman. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was playing bass in the band at that time. I think it might Bobby Dahl. Yeah, it might have been Bobby Dahl. Uh, and Chris Robinson did a, did a great job. There's multiple versions you can hear of that album. The one that was released on TVT Records, uh, <clears throat> there was a thing, I believe, uh, I'm trying to think of what label Black Crows were on, but they couldn't, when they did the tour, they did Black Crows songs, Led Zeppelin songs, <coughs> cover songs, but on the original release, you could only get the uh, the Zeppelin songs and a couple of the covers, none of the the Black Crow songs. But you can also get the full concert is online now too. <coughs> Damn it, more about it. But yeah, either version is incredible. And you want to see something really cool? Go on uh, YouTube and type up Black Crow's Jimmy Page on the Tonight Show. Unfortunately, with Jay Leno, 
and watch their version of the Wanton song. Holy! Can't fucking top Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, no shit. But holy fuck, is that a great version? Uh, but an awesome album and some great guitar work uh, by Audley Freed on that one. My second um, pick is the second solo album by Chris Robinson called uh, The Magnificent Distance. And Audley played guitar on that. And while I like Chris Robinson's first solo album, uh, New Earth Mud, and you know, he named the band that too, uh, that album's kind of all over the place because you know, you had different songwriters different people playing on it. It's a good album, but it's not its not as cohesive, where the second album was recorded with, you know, a band. You know, it's all the same people, and Audley played uh, guitar on that, and wow, to me, it's its the, like the greatest Black Crows album. It's not a Black Crows album, but it's just a huge step forward in uh, songwriting and music and everything. I mean, it's a really, really good album. Anybody who likes... Black Crows, check out that album. I, I, it might be out of print right now, but, uh, you know, hook me up. Mr. X will hook you up, or go on uh, YouTube and check it out, because it's a really, really good fucking album, and amazing guitar work by Audley Freed on that. And, uh, you know, it should be... Uh, Audley Freed and, and the bass player, Robert Kearns, have also, uh, they formed another band together. Uh, what was it called? Big Hat something or other. And they both play in Cheryl Crow's touring band. And like I said, Robert played with uh, Leonard Skinner and a bunch of other musicians. So those two guys have gone on to play with a host uh, of other people. Audley's been on a bunch of Government Mule albums. Uh, so so you know that Brian Davis knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> he's a huge Government Mule fan. Uh, but uh, just, you know... I think this band showed promise. I would have liked to seen what they did after this. Uh, but if, if you like the guitar work on that, that's two albums with Audley Freed that you should definitely check out. And, and fans of Led Zeppelin, man, if you want to hear Led Zeppelin live sounding like, you, you know, like it is on the record, check out that Live at the Greek album. It's fucking mind-blowing. Really good. Those are my picks of the week. Well, Ian, I got I got a pick of the week, and it's only a song, and it's a really bad pick of the week because it's a song everybody knows. <clears throat> but I was uh, driving yesterday, and I mean not yesterday, a couple days ago, and um, a song came on my iPod Shuffle, and while listening to it, I thought this is like one of the greatest songs ever written. It's so beautifully structured and so genius, and I'm talking about "A Day in a Life" by the Beatles. Ah. That song, man, I mean, the way John, the lyrics in the song, the way he delivers it, and, you know, it's a little unorthodox, but it fits so well, you know, no, God, and I love to turn you on, and then it goes into that whole section with McCartney, and the whole build-up with the orchestra, <clears throat> and, you know, I ran home, put on Sgt. Pepper, and I could say, hey, Here's my pick of the week, Sergeant Pepper. But come on, who the fuck doesn't know Sergeant Pepper? And who doesn't know Sergeant Pepper? <laughs> Seriously, why the fuck would you buy it? You're an idiot. So that's my pick of the week. It is such a great, amazing, structured song. And my favorite song from the Beatles is uh, In My Life. But man, is this one ever a contender? Oh, yeah. Well, I think another one you really got to give credit to on that, too, is George Martin. 
Yeah, of course. The orchestras and shit. Oh, man. What, what he did with that. So, I mean, what he did with the Beatles, period. You know, and Sgt. Pepper is my my least favorite, actually, of that era of the Beatles. Uh, mm. I, st- I still love it. I, I, I still love it. But, uh, you I know, like it more than Magical Mystery Tour, and I love Magical Mystery Tour. But I, I'll take Revolver and Rubber Soul over a sudden. Uh, I, I, I think... I, I, I mean, it's weird because, you know, Magical Mystery Tour, like... You know, half of it is songs from Magical Mystery Tour, and the other half are like you know singles and stuff like that. So it's kind of a mishmash. But I think, I think it has a better flow than than Sgt. Pepper. I mean, I, I still love Sgt. Pepper. Maybe a little bit's burnout factor, but you know, I, you know, I mean, God damn that fucking uh, on Sgt. Pepper that George Harrison song brings everything to a screeching fucking halt. Jesus yeah, but that, that triple shot of fucking fixing a hole, she's leaving home, and uh, the the benefit of Mr. Kite. Yeah. God damn, what a great one, two, three punch, you know? I mean, so. I mean, I listened to it yesterday. I pulled out my mono box set. Right, I saw the pictures. And I and I, I put that album on, and then I just had to listen to every fucking Beatles album yesterday. Well, not everyone, just the mono ones, because it got kind of late. And uh, But... Man, I mean, that, that band from, you know, Please Please Me is probably my least favorite. I mean, Yellow Submarine doesn't really count because, you know, Side 2 is like, you know, whatever. But um, <clears throat> Please Please Me is my least favorite and still good. You know, it's got fucking I Saw Her Standing There and, you know, Anna and Change and shit like that. But, yeah, it just progressively gets better and better with, you know, with the Beatles for sale, Hard Day's Night fucking help you know what I mean help is when it really I think that's when they really got their stride and we, we reviewed that album uh, I, I would say that's one of the most underrated Beatles albums because you know it's identified with early Beatles but there's a little Bob Dylan already creeping in and pot and shit you know? oh, how, how about are you excited about that new Abbey Road box set I'm excited I, about I, that I have not I do not I'm not aware of it but I'm sure oh you haven't heard about this no but I oh. you know I, it doesn't surprise me because you know they're releasing everything again with their anniversary show yeah I think it's like I, I don't know if it's like a three or four uh, disc set man it's all kinds of like you know all, like pretty much like the whole making of, of fucking Abbey Road. I'm really excited about that. God, do I love that album. Oh, fuck yeah. That fuck album's yeah. up there too, like one of my favorite Beatles albums. What a great way to end a career with that. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know they're finally going to release the movie when it's the anniversary of Let It Be. Nice. That, shit, that shit's never been released. I think only on... Uh, I can either play or I don't play. Whatever you want me to do. Well, yeah, to make you happy. <laughs> Yeah, not and you know what? Let it be is kind of like you know, not not. I don't think it's that phenomenal, actually. You know, uh, I and that's why they scrapped it and went and did uh, Abbey Road. Well, but it you, does have what, its moments. What did you think about Let It Be Naked? I, I I enjoyed it more, but and I know you're gonna disagree with me. Um, I know TikTok man did because he fucking went off on me on this. Uh, I enjoyed Phil Spector's. Uh, take on a long and winding road more with the orchestra the angelica you know singing in the back and you know that taking that out kind of like took it away from me but but tiktok man just hates that song period you know i love that song oh i love i love and and that's the only thing i would take away i mean i i love let it be don't get me wrong like you know two of us is great and 
across the universe, and there's just a lot of good shit on there. I, I mean, mine. I mean, mine is great. Dig a Pony's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, get back and uh, don't let me down. It's yeah. not a bad album. I mean, even with all those good songs, I just think as a coherent album, uh, it doesn't really match up to anything starting with Rubber Soul. Yeah. You know, and again, Yellow Submarine don't count. But and 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 also, I love like talking about Day in a Life. I like the anthology version with the one, two, that anthology yeah. thing. It's like total. Oh, I, I, I love those anthology albums. Anthologies albums are phenomenal. And when are they going to put that out on Blu-ray? I, I mean, I've still got the DVD box set of anthology, but man, they put that shit on Blu-ray. One of the greatest documentaries ever made. Yeah. I mean, you get it all, man. It's like, you don't have to fucking make another Beatles documentary. Yeah, you that's know, Ron what Howard, Ron Howard did a good job on that early thing. Though. I didn't see that one. I saw it in the theater, and it was uh, very entertaining. You know, I, the one scene that pops up is like, you know, a reporter goes up to John. And he's like, what's your name? He's like, Roy. And he's like, well, Roy, let me ask you something. <laughs> and then John goes, just joking, my name's John. Just the, the delivery, the way he did it was really funny. But, uh, yeah, and it showed, like, the, the mayhem of, you know, the, the touring years, the craziness that they went through, you know. And, you know, I had little interviews in between, but <clears throat> really well made. But, you know, it's not a story of the Beatles. Like, you know, you right. had the complete package with anthology. And I remember when that shit was on ABC, you know. Like, I think it was, like, every week or every oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I watched it, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I taped it on VHS. And, and I ended up buying the VHS box. Oh yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on DVD yet, and I ended up giving it to my friend Milo because I bought the DVD box. But yeah, it'd be nice to come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, with some extra shit. But I'm I'm glad you dug out your your uh, Beatles mono mono. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's such a cool set. It brings this really thick book, and there's a little space in there where you can put the the stereo albums. So I have Abbey Road. Oh wow. no, I, I, I think the I think the last one in mono was uh, Revolver. No, man. Pe- Peppers is in there. Uh, Pe- Peppers was in mono? Okay. Yeah, Magical Mystery Tour is in there. Oh, okay. And Yellow Submarine's in there. Oh, interesting. interesting. But the other ones fit in there. You know, slightly tight, but it still fits in there, you know? So but, uh, I, I think they did that on purpose. And I got that box for so cheap because FYE was going out of business. Yeah. I got it for like uh, less than half price. I can't remember now for the life of me how much I paid, but I, 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 I think it was five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I yeah. bought it for. I believe it was like. I don't think I spent more than two hundred bucks on that, so it, it was less than than half price. I think it's five hundred dollars, and they leave out revolver. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm glad you dug that out, and and maybe before the next episode, you can dig out. Uh, Polak jokes and other fucked up shit of minorities by Gilbert Godfrey. That, that, that's actually funny. <laughs> I, I, I purposely did bad jokes on this episode in case you guys don't know. I'm just saving grace. Like the last song. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time to go into fan of the week. And uh, fan of the week. This is an old school motherfucker right here. West Nations, man. This guy's been around forever. And... Oh yeah, and again, I apologize about how how long it's taken. And there's some other ones from uh, from the second Rock and Pod Expo. Like I know, uh, I hope I don't fuck up your name, Eduardo Santos. He, he wants us to review an album that, that, that I think it's all in Portuguese. 
that I, that I still have to find. There's some of these, and I, I know there's a thrash album we got to do that a band that I don't think either one of us ever heard of. So some of these ones that you know we really got to search out, man. Those time to do. You know, Wes was cool about this and never got like motherfucker. This, you know. He's like, hey, man, when you get to it, get to it. You know, I think one time he's like, hey, you guys ever get around to recording that? I was like, not yet, brother, but we're going to. And he was nothing but class, nothing but cool. When I texted him today, he was just so happy to hear this episode. So, brother, thank you so much for your donation. It means a lot, you know. And as you heard earlier in the episode, man, these expos are just getting bigger and bigger and and it, it's thanks to you guys. And I don't know if, if you ever did see the post I uh, I, I told you about though, Ralph. Uh, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek, who organizes this shit, he wrote a very nice post. I thank- did, and I commented on it. Yes, thanking all of you who have donated. You know, and it said, man, you guys really, you know, you know, help make this what it is, and, and couldn't do it without you. And that was very nice of of Chris to say, but I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's true, man. You guys donated. So, you know, Wes, man, we, we fucking love you. And to all the others who we haven't got to it yet, we will honor every fucking one. Anybody who paid, don't worry. It might not get here as fast as you want it to, but we're going to honor everybody's shit. And th- this amazing thing that has become rock and pod, man. It's thanks to the rocket. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other people who do shit. Don't get me wrong, but financially, everything takes money, and without you guys doing this, you know, it would never happen. And and, and Wes, thank you for being patient for this. We love you, brother. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it, man. You are definitely oh, yeah. a fan of the week, man. You're 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 a VIP fan, man. And and so- I hope he goes to Nashville. Yeah, brother, definitely, definitely come there. You know, and, and thank you not only for supporting. Uh, you know, Rock and Metal Combat, but for your support of Ralph's other, you know, Facebook pages and and, and, yeah, and, and his video on, channels. He's uh. on all, yeah, all the video, all the YouTubes and my Viera Vault. He's always there. He's very prominent in the comment section, and I totally appreciate him. Man. Yeah. I, at one time, I was calling him Cowboy because <laughs> he had a picture of in a cowboy hat. <laughs> but you know. I was looking on his Facebook page today. I was like, I was like, let me see what's on his Facebook page. And oh my God, the constant background is is the cover of Brother. You know, so man, he really loves this band. And, and uh, you know, ho- hope you weren't offended by our, our opinions. But we're always honest. But, you know. Yeah, you know, Wes, I mean, yeah, seriously, dude. I mean, I'm not going to. Hey, I like two songs. And and honestly, I liked it. I liked it musically. I just felt like the vocals didn't match. And on top of that, it, I liked the vocals. I just think it, it would have been better, like like on those bad companies, founding tunes. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and before you get sad, like, oh, my God, I love Ralph. And he didn't like it. Remember, this is a guy who said 2000 Man is better than Uncle Salty. Yeah, dude. And I like glitter and memory remains. What the fuck do I know? And Ian likes Without You. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a fucking total fucking what, what the fuck do we know? I mean, he thinks some Black Crows live album is better than any Led Zeppelin album. You heard that shit. Yeah. Come on. True story. I go to court That's on right. that. So we, we both don't have that killer music taste you have, my brother. Well, thank you, Wes. And, uh, he's a good dude. And I hope the rest of you go out and check out this album, man. Listen to it for yourself. Listen to it in a whole, man. And, and like I said... Uh, you know, 
these are the kind of albums that I'm, I'm really interested in because you know it, it's not something that was real big and and let me know you know because some of these other ones that we've done like something like angel dust you know angel dust was one i had no idea about totally loved but i didn't i didn't hear a lot of feedback about you know what other people thought about it did you go and check out the album did you feel the same way i did or did you like eh, i wasn't feeling that shit you know I, i'd like to see some more of that on some of these albums that that aren't as you know you know, you know that aren't pyromania. You know that, that everybody knows. You know, and some of these lesser-known albums. Let us know what you think about them. Go check them out for yourself. Don't just take our word. Yep. Okay. Well, come back next week when I believe next week is going to be a donator from this last expo. But it's something I, I downloaded this band and already I. I, I I want to exterminate with extreme prejudice. Yeah, that's from Apocalypse. Uh, but Ralph likes this band. I don't like it. But let's find out when I listen to the actual set album what I think about it. I, I think it could be a very, very good episode, regardless of what I think of the music. And I promise to come up with better jokes. I, I, I warn you guys right now. Uh, Ian just said, I like the band, so you know this is going to suck. All right, well, tune in next week, or who knows, maybe it'll be later this week, because we're recording this shit Monday night. Hopefully, I'm going to put this shit up Tuesday night. We're going to try to record Wednesday night, but if it's the album I think we're going to do, ooh, there could be some fisticuffs. That'll be next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Another pick of the week. Hollow West was one way better than Black Coils. Oh, you. God. Fuck you. Schmack him a gob. <laughs> what does Snow. that mean? Knock, knock. Snow. Schmack him a gob. <laughs> Great googly moogly. Later.